Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown. The magic of the movies, it can't be denied. It can tap into every emotion known. This episode, we are concentrating on the movies that leave you needing a hanky. No, not those kind of movies, Neil. Yes, movies that make you cry is the order of the day. So buckle up, stiffen those upper lips. Steady. Here's Neil with 10 tear-jerking facts. Okie dokie. Thank you very much, Pav. So sad films can provoke a feeling of empathy. While empathising with other people, even if they're fictional characters, our brains will naturally release oxytocin, engaging in certain circuits of the brain that help us and make us want to connect to others. Even though sadness is the main association with crying, a survey shows that 85% of women and 73% of men report feeling lighter, better, after crying, feeling that it relieves tension and balances emotions. You think you got what it takes, book, do you? Despite their passionate on-screen chemistry in The Notebook, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams didn't get along at all. They fought on set, yelled and screamed at each other and then ended up dating each other for two years. <laughs> you got a dream, you got to protect it. The Green Mile producer, David Valdez, describes Michael Clark Duncan as the soul of the cast and says he remembers Tom Hanks breaking down into tears when it came to Duncan's last day of shooting. <laughs> That's funny. It's not. Okay. No, it's not. If an actor can't produce real tears on set, onion vapor can induce tears or a few drops of glycerin will do the trick. You want to have a catch? Schindler's list suggests that there was only one list when actually Oscar Schindler had seven lists. I'm tired, boss. Research suggests that sitting around crying into your popcorn watching sad movies can actually make you feel happier. The explanation is that movies are so dramatized in comparison, you feel grateful for your own life and relationship. I love you, 3000. 
It was producer Kevin Costner's idea to use the song I Will Always Love You in The Bodyguard. He was originally a fan of Dolly Parton's 1973 country version and personally asked Parton if Whitney Houston could sing it for the film. You look different too, but in a good way. Roberto Benigni says that the title Life is Beautiful came from the Soviet politician Leon Trotsky. Tell me something, boy. We cry three different types of tears. Each has its own job and flows from your tear ducts for a different reason. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. And we're going to see all three of those kinds of tears tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty sure of that. Yes, uh, we're doing top 10 movies that make you cry uh, tonight. And we are happy and uh, blessed to have the one and only Alice from Just Films and that back with us again. I think is this your third or your fourth? I, I think I think it's third, if I remember right. We had the movie quotes. We, oh, no. So we had movie quotes. We had monsters when I was with Josh and then bands as well. So this is the fourth yeah. time. Fourth. But yeah. this is your third on your own. So yes. you do get yeah. the virtual match ball for your third um, appearance on your own. So uh, we haven't actually got a chance to make actual match balls. But when we do, That's we're going to send them out to everybody. You could be a recipient of our balls. Yes. That's what I've always wanted. That's why I keep coming back. (laughs) Wait till you see what you get for six appearances. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, uh, Alice, are you a crier when it comes to movies? I am the biggest fucking baby that is is going and but for some sometimes really stupid reasons as well like the film doesn't even necessarily have to be a sad film and i think a lot of the films on my list aren't inherently sad films but they just have moments in them yeah that just send me Mm. like just totally send me uh but yeah i do cry i've been known to cry at adverts sometimes i cry at songs sometimes i cry at the thought of a song or the thought of a moment from a film i am it like when I'm interacting with other people and in my day-to-day life, I come across as like this real cold-hearted bitch. But then when I'm on my own, I'm like, oh God, like just about everything sort of thing. So yeah. But it was it was interesting this. So I picked so nine of the films on my list came to me like immediately. Like I started writing the list and I was like, boom, 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 yeah, this is easy. But then that number 10, I was like, hmm, and that one took me ages to think of. But I got there in the end. Right. You a crier, Pav? I reckon oh, you are. Oh, fucking you? hell! Big baby. I, I'm, I'm a crier all the. The thing is, <laughs> I don't understand. Um, there are moments when I will start talking, like you just said, Alice, even about a song, and I won't mm-hmm. even be singing the song. I'll talk about the song, and mm-hmm. I can feel my lip trembling and my eyes watering and i don't know what that is i don't know whether that's a weakness i don't know whether it's a depression thing but it's weird and it will not be necessarily about i mean what's the song i can remember talking about oh proper crimbo yeah. Okay. <laughs> the fucking. It was that. It was who did Both that. Selector, Both selector. Yeah. Because Keith is it Keith Keith Lemon. Lemon Keith Lemon. You had Craig David name, yeah. and all that. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And I can remember talking to someone about that song and nearly breaking down in tears. And it's one of the <laughs> stupidest comedy <laughs> classic, classic, but comedy Christmas songs mm-hmm. ever. And it's just really strange how. But I think that's mm-hmm. more to do with my brain than actual thing. Neil, are you a crier? Yes, now I never. I sort of the older I've got, the worse I've got. I mean, Same. yeah, like like um, Alice said, I, I can cry at an advert. I can cry at a little bit. I keep getting killed by these um, sort of clips when you see like a sports star single out a little kid and yeah, oh, Madonna. Yeah, but the worst 
was is when I was on my morphine straight after the accident, I couldn't stop crying, but I think that's oh. to do with the drugs. Yeah, Maybe I wanted possibly. more. Yeah. But, but it was weird. Like I was having to be put to bed, obviously, because I couldn't move. And the people that put me to bed, and I'd lie on bed and say, Good night, and then just burst out crying. Oh god. Inside I felt fine. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre, bizarre. It's the soldiers yes, soldiers coming home to their yeah. kids. That's the one that gets That's me it, all yeah. the fucking time. Or a never, pet just, reunited with its owner. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you start blubbing. I do. I do feel there's going to be tears tonight. I do genuinely because oh, I possibly. Well, I can remember being on your your pod, uh, Alice, talking about Field of Dreams, and I think oh. I got a bit emotional then. Yeah, tonight. I don't know how you made it through, man. That was it's a just, close one. That was a close one. Was good. This is where you tell us it's not in your list this time. Is it, yeah, well, I've already had somebody message and say, "Well, we know what Pav's number one is." They just already <laughs> automatically, you know, they also automatically said it. But uh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be some surprises. Maybe not necessarily some duplicates, but I think there's going to be some surprises and left mm. field choices here. So, Alice, kick us off with your number 10. Okay, so my number 10 is Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. Okay. And yeah. it's not when... Spoiler. Oh, yeah. Warning. Spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out spoilers. of these movies. We're going to spoil so, things, yeah. of course. It's not when Aunt May dies, but it's at the end when spider What's his name? Peter Parker. They only called him Tom Holland then. I, I thought you were going to say Spider-Boy then for a when second. Spider-Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's when Spider-Boy has to get everyone's memory wiped. But so then obviously MJ then doesn't know who he is, but mm. he remembers everything. Yeah. And he like goes into a cafe or a shop or something and she's there and he sees her and he talks to her. And obviously he's still got all the feelings and the emotions of their relationship in him. And she hasn't anymore. Mm. And I think it's a lot to do with uh, Tom Holland's performance as well, because I really rate him as an actor and I think he's really good in those films. And I was just a blubbering mess in the cinema. I was like, and my husband was next to me as well. And I don't know why, because he never makes me feel bad about it or anything, but I hate crying in front of him. I absolutely hate it. Like, I don't want it to happen. So I was like this in the cinema, like using my hands to cover my face. I think I had a scarf one as well. And I was just like hiding underneath. I just couldn't take it. But yeah, I just really felt, I felt the, the emotion in it. I felt mm. like how how devastating would it be to still have all these feelings left over for the person that you loved most in the world and they don't even remember who you are. Mm. Like, brutal. That sounds so, like yeah. being married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, love you to my wife. if She, she won't be listening to this. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's that, that's, it is. that is a perfect movie for what I think the, what my top 10 is. There's mm. certain moments in movies that just absolutely break you, but it's not mm. necessarily a, a movie that you'll cry to. Do you know what I mean? It's not, not what classed as a tear-jerking movie that's a great one to finish on uh, to start finish us off with mm. to start us off with go on then neil you're number 10 so it's pixar they're quite a master of this but i am gonna do the up the opening that's my number five ah wow that's my number yeah, five i just i can't solely for the first 15 minutes yeah it's honestly <laughs> how the hell I mean, I don't think it affects children as much. I no, think no, no. Primarily no. there for the adults and yes. everything. But Jesus Christ, I couldn't find the comedy for ages when I saw that first time in the cinema. That, that kicked me in the nuts mm -hmm. and the stomach at the same time. I was just like still blubbing when they were running around with the little boy and the bird. Yeah. I still kept thinking <laughs> of the opening, but I was like, no, you've lost me now. So I had to watch it again to pick up on the rest. But yeah, it kills me. That whole whole segment i mean most people have seen it they yeah know it yeah is. 
I think yeah. it, I think it is that thing that when you get older, you start thinking about the fact you've had you've had more of the, your life than you've got in yeah. front of you, and you start realizing that you know if you can have it with somebody that that you love and that it's just mm -hmm. yeah, it's heartbreaking. It really it is. is. But it, yeah, it's a very very sweet... and so brilliantly done. Being, yeah, seeing that it's you know computer animation and things like that. It's so real mm. so human. isn't that what pixar do though pixar do that so they well. did they did it very well i mean i think they've gone off the boil i mean i think they're like a lot of um these companies now i think disney's got a lot to blame for this you know look at marvel look at pixar they've all gone off the boil mm. alice so I, are you a, are you an up fan oh yeah oh yeah absolutely and again i think the interesting thing about that is that that really does feel like a moment that's for the parents, isn't it? That yeah. is for the adults in the audience. Because yeah. I, the kids aren't going to relate to the 80-year-old man or whatever it is, are they? And they probably don't quite mm. understand the gravity of, oh, yeah, when you've been with someone for that long and they become, like, almost just an extended part of you and then they're not there anymore. Like, the absolute yeah. crippling loneliness of that feeling. I think you really get that. But obviously for the kids, it's like, oh, look at the colourful balloons. <laughs> but that's yeah. why Pixar's good because it has that balance of stuff for the kids and stuff for the adults. But, yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's a breaker, that one. It's only number 10. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Pam. Uh, okay. We got you. We got yeah, you. You're, you're, you're here, aren't you? Yeah, you're here. You're here. You're here. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Um, okay, my number 10. Now, again, this isn't a sad movie, but apart from probably the last 10 minutes of it, and it's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh. Uh, okay yeah now um i really enjoyed this movie a lot of people seem to come down on it really hard and said that it's like a soft reboot and it's it's i mean the ladies ghostbusters we won't talk about that because it's just i feel that's a, just a that terrible made me cry yes it is. <laughs> for different reasons. yeah because yeah, you had to pay we had, we had to pay london prices to go and see to that, go and see that. Oh, no. yeah so when the, that really yeah yeah um oh. but for me the whole i thought the whole Harold Ramis of it all, the whole Egon Spengler of it all, mm. was so brilliantly done. And then the fact that he turns up at the end as a ghost was just, it was it was heartbreaking, but it was uplifting at the same time because he got to do what he needed to do. I thought it was very clever that they didn't get him to speak they didn't have that whole thing saying, well, it doesn't sound like it. I thought the CGI was fantastic. It was. Really. And did you know who played his body double in the filming of that? Was it his son? No, it was the guy that played the governor in Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's because he was the same kind of height and build, mm. possibly, as Harold Ramis. But, um, and it was great to see the the OG Ghostbusters in it as well, doing mm. what they do, um, doing well. But, yeah, for me, it was just a beautiful, sweet moment to finish. And then to have four Harold at the end, was just was just beautiful yeah so that's that's my number 10 alice um fan of that movie i can't remember what you said so that. i i haven't seen ghostbusters after oh shit and sorry I'll I'll let just you in on something. no no i haven't seen the original ghostbusters <gasps> but me, spoiler alice. warning for future episodes of just films and that it is going to be my next classic pick it has to be which is when you pick a film, obviously, that is deemed a classic, but that we haven't seen. And I haven't seen that one. And I would, wow. even wow. already without seeing it, I can probably assume that it's a classic because of the way that it's regarded just mm. in the zeitgeist and in sort of culture in general. Well, I so think you're I'm, actually I'm lucky, Alice. You're yeah. seeing it for the first time. I am seeing it for the first time, yeah. So but then will you, will you see it with, like, 2023 eyes and the fact that, like, some of the special effects are obviously 80s and quite ropey and stop motion you might, whereas like, that's what we were brought up on back in the day. 
That's going to so be some, interesting. Some things I'm I'm really good at. I can teleport myself back. Like I can I can watch something through the eyes of someone that was around at that time and not the oh you know CGI shit sounds bad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you know, occasionally there's like the odd maybe thematic thing or, or like a bit of narrative that I'm like, oh, that's cringe and awful. And like, no, we don't do that anymore sort of thing. But no, I am quite good at being a, a viewing it as it was meant to be viewed when it came out. So I'm mm. hoping, I'm expecting big things, guys. I'm expecting big things. Well, <laughs> we'll be looking forward to that episode. I take mm-hmm. it Josh has seen Ghostbusters. I assume so. He talks yeah. about it quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also I will say that there are, there is two versions out there, so make sure you see the original uncut like we saw at the cinema because yes. they, they censor some of the jokes now because they deem them not, you know, obviously we've moved PC on. and all that Un-PC kind of stuff. But... And, and for a PG movie, they're quite rude jokes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure you watch that that version. Yeah, that okay, version because so the they are properly funny. Yeah, not censored. Yeah, okay. mm, okay. yeah. that's good to know. So thank you for letting me know that. I'll yeah. keep an eye out for that. Uh, okay, then Alice, you're number nine, please. Okay, number nine is the first musical of the list, Woo-hoo. and it's The Sound of Music. Oh. And there's two sort of two moments in this that really stand out. The first one is when. Um, Captain Von Trapp is singing Edelweiss mm. and you can sort of just sort of feel the kind of emotional patriotism and the sorrow that he feels at, at what's happening. And then the other one is just after, I think it's just before he and Maria get married and she sings, I, I think it's called like, I must've done something good or something, but it's just this beautiful, like unbelievably romantic song. And that's one like, you know, when I said like, oh, sometimes I just think of a song and it makes me cry. That's one of them. Like, I just mm. feel, I feel the emotion so heavily in that. Also, it's my mum's favourite film. And I think it was my nan's favourite film as well. So that's kind of been passed down. So I heavily associate mm. it with my family. I remember watching it so many times as a kid and hating it. So I was like, oh, it's too long. This is boring. Like, oh, all this. And then as I got older and I started to actually appreciate it a lot more. And then I remember the first time I actually watched it from start to finish. I must have been about 17 or 18. And I was like, oh, holy shit, this is actually really good. Like, I love this. Um, so, yeah, bit of history with that one. But, yeah, Sound of Music. Are you I, fans? I've never watched Sound of Music all the way through. Oh, oh okay. It's long. No. It's pretty long. thing is, yeah. I kind of feel that that would be like a movie. I remember watching The Breakfast Club only a couple of years ago for the first mm-hmm. time. And then I recognised all the pop culture references. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing with Sound of Music. I would go there, oh, that's where The Simpsons got that from, or that's yeah. where Family Guy got family that bit guy, from. a lot of Family Guy Do you know what I mean? Stuff. So yeah, I think yeah. it's one of those movies that probably wouldn't have the same... I would just be looking at those things rather than enjoying the movie. But, mm. yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that I need to... I think I need to watch. But to be fair, I've only ever... Oh, it sounds really geekish, doesn't it? I've only ever seen it all the way through once. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never gone back, but obviously we've all Did you cry, though? I don't remember crying, no. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but it was moving in places for obvious reasons. But then I was younger then. I was a sturdy young man that didn't sprout out the eyes very much. Of course, of course. (laughs) No, not out the eyes, anyway. Uh, (laughs) And also, the other other thing is also, I could always think, because, like, one of the Von Trapp children was the TV Spider-Man, wasn't he? Nicholas Mm. Hammond. That's oh, really? right. He was oh, the T. Yeah, he was the TV trivia. version of Spider Man. Yeah, he was. Yeah, or Spider Boy, as Alice likes to call him. Yeah. <laughs> Always felt uncomfortable with the seventies Spider Man. 
Yeah, it wasn't the greatest, was it? You, you should never tell what religion Spider-Man is. That's all no, I say. No, yeah, that that um, costume left a, was n- too much. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, just Google it, everyone. I'll put a clip on the video playlist for I'll our Google Patreons. Google it right now. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, so Neil, you're number nine. It's Finding Neverland. I don't know whether you guys have seen this. This is Johnny Depp um, playing J.M. Barry, and it's about the writing of Peter Pan and obviously the children that he was involved with at that time. And there's a scene, it's the end scene when him and just Freddie Highmore sat on the bench, um, obviously after the death. And um, the way Freddie Highmore cries, I, I just want to jump in the screen and grab him as well and just say, it's going to be all right. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, he's crying. A bit weird he's, lost, then. he's lost his mum, He was basically. going down the Savile route then, Neil, and no, I was getting no, a bit no. worried. <laughs> no, 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 just want to jump in and give the guy... It just breaks my heart. So who died? My, who died? His mother. Ah, um, right, okay. Um, yeah, with all the kids, and it's... Yeah, and obviously he's left an orphan, and it's, it's just... It's it's almost... I don't know whether you guys are sort of aware... Like, seeing a lot of these sort of British films, The Shadowlands is the other one, when... Um, um, Anthony Hopkins played um, Lewis Carroll and it, obviously he lost his partner that was his inspiration and it's the scene when he sat with a child and they break down always seems to break me right the, I suppose it's the vulnerability of the children isn't yeah, it yeah 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 position like that but yeah that kills me that one yeah I, I've I my kids wanted to watch it, it was when I was still married and I said yeah absolutely and I'd seen it and brought it home for them because it's I mean it's a family film but obviously deals with death mm. um How's, how's I, Depp in it? Is Depp good? He's Quite restrained? Yeah. yeah, he's just, he's not a crazy performance. Subtle and just, he's really good. He's really good. I mean, he showed he, the emotion in his eyes. It's just fantastic. But I would highly recommend it. I mean, I can't remember when it came out. It must have been about 20, probably about 2008, I think. Maybe. maybe. If only we had some up. kind of way of finding out information. Yeah. Never know, and you know, that's yeah, well, part of the fun of the discussion. We must have yes. one, but the problem is, I was going to look it up because I realized I'd never printed out the when it was made, and I went to look it up and realized I turned my phone off for the recording. Don't worry, <laughs> people can find it out, they don't need yeah. to know right now. And they it's quite a, it's, go down your local library, exactly. Yeah. Go to Blockbuster and rent it out on video. Yes. <laughs> Shit, if that's still open, I better go back to work. Yeah, you better do. You better <laughs> Have you seen this, Neil? Uh, no, no, are you? Yes, <laughs> yes. it was my number nine. Have you seen your, your number you, nine choice? Yeah, Have you seen this, Alice? I have not, no, but it sounds right up my street. So based mm. on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love films based on true events. So I think that's, a, that's one that I'm definitely going to look up. And it's magical because it's got the Peter Pan. It tells you about the writing of Peter Pan. That's, oh. I mean, if I love the story of Peter Pan anyway, the book, mm. not so much the Disney movie, but the book, and it's wonderful, wonderful. Okay, okay then. Uh, my number nine, uh, I could have chosen any one of the three of the trilogy of this, but I'm going for the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. This has a very similar start to uh, Up in regards to the first. I've, I remember going to the cinema and thinking, right, we've got a talking tree and we've got a talking raccoon. Let's just go and see what it's going to be like. The trailer was great. And then the first 10 minutes when Peter's mum dies and it's um, 10 cc, I'm not in love. I'm thinking, what the fuck am I watching? This is the first 10 minutes and I'm in bits. And I thought, oh my God. So this totally took me out of what I thought a normal superhero movie was going to be. And it's it's James Gunn at his best. Um, And even the bit at the end when they all come together 
with the I can't remember which uh, stone, Power Stone, is it, or whichever stone mm. it is that they're holding. And you know, we're the guardians of the galaxy. I love those kind of moments. I love those kind of, and even they sort of those sort of moments in movies make me cry. The moment when the hero looks like they're down and out. I mean, yeah, it's the, the Rocky moment, isn't it? They look like they're down and out, and then they come back, and then it's the way that they do it, and the move, the music, and the way it's shot. That it start and finish, start and finish. Like I'm, I'm in tears, and then it's just a great romp in between. But mm-hmm. um, but again, I could have chosen. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy 3, if anybody, everyone's seen that. I mean, that's just rocket that one. That one was the most for me. Jesus, that was the closest just, I had. Yeah, there's just so many bits in it that you think, oh, my God, you know. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that the majority of things that make us cry is, is linked to death and, and losing people. It's, you know, it's that kind of thing and pretty much all of them. But, uh, mm. yeah, that was the one for me. Okay, uh, Alice, you're number eight, please. Number eight is Green Mile. Oh, that's oh, my Green no, Mile. That's my number six. And is that's it? my number yeah. five. Oh, there we are. There we are. So yeah. it was the first, I think maybe one of the very first films that ever made me like properly cry. I remember it was, I was about 14. Me and my brother were home alone. My parents had gone out somewhere. and It was just really late at night. We were flicking through the channels and, and this film come on. And I don't know why, but he just left it on. So I was like, okay, yeah, we can give this a watch. And I just remember absolutely bawling my eyes out at the moment uh, when the guy kills the mouse. Yeah. That really got me as the first mm. bit. And then obviously at the end when when he is getting executed. But it was just, I, I remember, I feel like I remember that being the first. I mean, obviously I cried at things when I was a kid, but, you know, things like Babe and Pokemon the movie, which is another <laughs> one that made me cry actually. But this was the first, I think, like grown up, genuine sadness yeah i guess and just realizing oh fuck like this is how terrible the world can be sort of thing uh but yeah it's a it's i haven't watched it since though i don't think i find it hard i find it hard watching it again because it's also got one of those that percy character is one of the like one of the nastiest characters and i hate those kind of characters even though i know in my mind i know keep watching because he gets his comeuppance at the end Mm -hmm. But the bits that he's in, you just, I think it stops me from wanting to watch the movie. Well, it's that execution scene, isn't it? When they're told to wet the sponges and he purposely doesn't to find out what happens. And you Mm. think, you fucking prick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I made my daughter watch this. I'm cruel. But I said, I think, I think you'll like it. What was it like Clockwork Orange? Did you have her like, her eyes physically (laughs) like pressed open so that she can (laughs) No, we used to always have a, a movie night and... I you will watch it. this. Yeah, and I said, <laughs> Dad, I'm only watched, four. <laughs> we've watched Shawshank Redemption, and she really liked it. And obviously, and I said, well, I think you'll like this one. Halfway through, she said, I just, I can't, Dad. I can't oh. cope with this. I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's it's about hard-hitting, you know, it's a it's a, a, a guy that has killed, I think it was two daughters, or two young mm, girls, two, wasn't it? Two young girls, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's um, such a good movie, but it's such a hard watch. Um, and three hours of it as it well, because it's a three-hour movie, isn't is it? it? Yeah, is it yeah. that long? God. It is, yeah. Yeah, but well worth it. Well worth Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You completely agree. Um, go on then, Neil, you're number eight. So it's The Champ uh, oh, with John Voight and yeah. Ricky Schroeder. Um, I saw this, went round to my auntie and uncle's, and they had a selection of videos. Um, and I always remember we they put on The Life of Brian to begin mm. with. And of course, I was a bit young and I was sort of not getting it at that time. Um, and I said, oh, no. And they said, well, let's watch this one. 
and it killed me. And then I, I'd never watched it for years. And then I saw it probably about 10 years ago and it still fucking kills me. So the story is his dad's a boxer, goes back into the ring for one big match to pay the money for the divorce. Faye Dunaway is in it as well. Um, for the divorce, uh, but he ends up getting knocked out and dies on the on the bench in the dressing room. And obviously his little son comes in. But it's the bit when he's whacking his hand on his head going, come on, dad, come on, dad. Oh, man, I was gone. And I still am thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, they, they I've only ever seen that scene. I've never seen the whole movie. I've just seen. That oh, you need scene. to see the whole movie yeah. because obviously John Voight's not very nice to his little boy at the beginning because you know, even for his own good, he even tells him to go away and stop being a little shit, <laughs> but to try and get him to not be around him. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, is it Franco Zeffirelli, the guy you know did a lot of the Shakespeare adaptations and stuff like that? Oh right, was it? Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a kick in the gut. Yeah, but it's a, it's worth watching. Yeah, have you not seen this one, Alice? I haven't seen it, but people have told me about that scene, and even mm. just telling me about it, I'm like, nah, I, I can't, mm. I can't hack that. A, a little kid trying to wake up their dead dad, nah, yeah. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> yeah, try do it. it. <laughs> yeah, we'll actually, we'll actually come on to that kind of thing again a little bit later with one of my oh, one of my movies. <laughs> so, oh, um, that was your number eight, Neil. Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. so my number eight is Forrest Gump. Well, that's my number six. Is that your number six? Yeah. Okay. I love this movie. I love yeah. this movie. And again, it's, I think it gets a lot of shit thrown at it because it was, didn't it win the Oscar the same year that Pulp Fiction mm. was in was in, in the running and people are saying, how did Forrest Gump win? It's a great movie. And I, yeah. I've loved this movie right from the very first time I watched it. But it's the moment at the end when he realises that he's got a son. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I think... It, that scene could come over as very sugary and schmaltzy, but I think it's earned because you've spent this time with Forrest and you know that he's a good person. Are we talking he, about the scene when he goes into Jenny's apartment? Apartment, and sit, yeah. And, and he finds, but yeah. he, he finds out that it's, and he thinks that, and she's going, "No, you haven't done anything wrong." And he's mm. almost breaking down, and he's going, and he just asks, "Is he fucking? I'm gonna fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Is he mad? Is he is he smart? No, is he yeah. smart? Or, or is he stupid? Yeah. And he can't say the word stupid. And Jenny goes, no, no, no. He's like he's he's in the top of his class. And he sort of goes, then yeah, you can go and sit with him. And then they sit together, and it's the shot behind them, and they both like are, are tilting their head the same way, and it's just beautiful. Mm. It really is. I mean, Jenny is just a horrible, horrible person. I think was I had her. Just... I had her in my top ten movie villains, Indeed. didn't I? Because I thought <laughs> she was just horrible. You know, oh, all of a sudden she wants to know Forrest because she's ill and she wants to palm the kid off. So, oh, go away, Jenny. Go so away, you, Jenny. So you'd rather the kid went off and just... <laughs> go away, Jenny. We'll go, off through, go uh, off through the orphanage I, system. But that, like. that for me is, is a beautiful, beautiful Yeah, it is. Moment, That's yeah. the moment that I would totally agree with. And at the end, when he's re when she's died and he's... Well, he's you know. Speaking his eulogy. I think that's moving. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. Yeah. And then when he obviously when he says goodbye to Bubba as well, you know. Oh yeah. I gotta find Bubba. And then he's <laughs> and then, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh let's move on quickly. Alice, your number seven, please. My number seven is Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Oh my Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this this is a a, a lot of the tears for this, shall we say, I think come from the nostalgia of it. So we had this on VHS when I was a kid. 
we watched it to death. Like we just watched it over and over and over. And then when I, I picked it for our podcast a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, and I hadn't seen it literally since I was about six, or seven or eight years old or whatever. And it's as soon as it started, I was just gone. Like the sounds, the visuals, everything just got me. And then obviously you've got, so you've got Sindel, who's this little girl on this planet and her whole family gets killed at the beginning of the film. And you've got little Wicket, the Ewok, who's trying to look after her. And they come across Noah, like the curmudgeonly older man and stuff. And then he's trying to do the best for them and all of that. And then at the end they leave, but they have to, they leave Wicket behind, obviously, because that's his homeworld. But Sindel and Noah have, you know, they go away to a um, civilization or whatever. And it just, it just ruined me. It just ruined me, like so many beats in it. Like, but yeah, a lot of, just a lot of it is just, is it, it's weird how not just nostalgia itself can cause you to be emotional. Like mm. it's not a particularly emotional film. And I didn't find it that emotional when I was a kid, but now it's almost just remembering, I guess, just remembering how happy you once were and the kind of sadness at that, that that's gone because you grow up and you realize that everything is shit yeah. and everything sucks. <laughs> so it just transports you back to that time where, you know, you still had hope and enthusiasm and you thought things were going to be great and all that. And I suppose it's like the sadness of the, at the loss of that sort of thing. But yeah, I just really felt it when I watched Ewoks again Aww. for the first time. Have you seen it? Because I know a lot of people haven't seen it. I think I'm I've, not. I've not seen it all the way through. I mean, it's got to be no. nearly 40 years old now. Because, I mean, Return of the Jedi was 83, so it must have been yeah. 85, 86 that it came out. I think, I yeah, say, I think I probably I it will be around that, yeah. Is it, is it on time. Disney Plus? It is yeah, on Disney yeah. Plus, is yeah. It? I, might, I, might, it, yeah. I might watch it then. Is Are, are both uh, Ewoks movies, yeah. are they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, I might give it a watch then on your recommendation, Alice. I mean, <laughs> listen, I can't, I can't promise anything. Like, I, I'm still a six-year-old when I watch it, so I don't know how you'll react to well, it. Well, I mean, I do... I'm the same when it comes to watching Star Wars, yeah. anyway. So you know, but that's the problem with it. I think people slag it off with adult eyes rather than yeah. imagining mm. the magic that you had and the enjoyment as a kid. Because I mean, I must have only been when did it come out? I can't. 84, it, it, I think it came out. Was it? It would have been 84, mid, 85, mid 80s, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I was only 13 or 14. I, I enjoyed it at that age. So Yeah. I have to say, one of the most um, amazing moments happened this week. Um, my granddaughter is now, she's two and a half, and she's now into Star Wars. It's my first grandchild that's wow. actually deep go. into it Star happens. Wars. And the first thing she says when I see her, she says, Star Wars, Stormtrooper is what she calls it because she watched Force Awakens. So, yeah, yeah it means that because she's that age, like she rules the TV when she gets here. So mm-hmm. that's all we've been watching is Star Wars. I've been loving oh, every minute boy. of it. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Has she seen Ewoks, the Battle for Endor? She hasn't, but I'm going to show her. Oh, yeah, 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 that's going to be the She'll next one. It. She'll love the teddy bears, won't she? She'll love them. Yeah. Uh, go on then, Neil, you're number seven. So it's the classic ET, um, oh, and it still one. still gives me a punch. Didn't quite make getting, my top ten. I always get more upset. This will sound a bit harsh. At the bit when he gets left behind at the beginning, yeah, it really bothers me now. Then I I suppose it's because I know he dies and comes back. But what? Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> Fuck you if you've not seen this one. I thought everybody in the world had seen this one. But yeah, it's the bit when he gets left behind. It breaks me. So I sat and watched this in lockdown again because i hadn't seen it for so long and again it's another film that they have to they've taken all the funny bits out 
How have they? If you watch it on certain streaming things, when they does put he still it on, say penis breath? Nope. Oh, and they took away what? the shit as well. What? They, That's they, lame. Yeah, because That's they say lame. it's a, a used certificate movie. Oh, uh, and have they have they have they replaced the guns as for walkie talkies? Not in the version that I found to watch. No, they were still walkie talkies. Oh, it's crazy. Can't have guns in the two thousands, can you? It's crazy. This but, this movie was the first movement. My dad somehow got hold of a pirate copy oh, yeah. of E.T. on video. Oh, it didn't wow. look the same when he had a parrot on his shoulder and a patch on his eye, but hey! Oh, yeah. no, that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was widely, widely Yeah, pirated. Yeah, but I mean, I must admit, when he dies, when E.T. dies, I had the same feeling as I did when Bobby Ewing died in, ET, uh, in Dallas. I, that broke me for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, he came um, back as well, didn't he? And he, he came so back as well. So yeah. they're the same. <laughs> Bobby Ewing is Bobby Ewing and E.T. are the same. Brothers. They are. I've always said that. Oh, they are. That. You must be a fan of... Tell me you've watched E.T., Alice. Oh, yes. No, I've seen yeah. E.T. Lots, lots and lots of times. Yeah, that was a, a big uh, favourite of ours when we were kids, yeah, in our yeah. household. Yeah. And it's a proper tearjerker. Yeah. And, it is, and it's a it's just a really well-made film as well. Like, mm. it is, it's just it, a really, really good film and so much better. Like, when I watched it again when I was a bit older, just so much better than... I don't know why, but so much better than I thought it was going to be. I think because sometimes when I really like a film when I'm a kid... I think, oh, is this really childish? Is it really simple? Is the script going to be like just, you know, really easy and basic to understand? So then when I see things again, it's like, oh, no, this is actually a really sophisticated piece of filmmaking. Um, but, yeah, no, it is good. And the pure, very end. Pure Spielberg, when, isn't it? Yeah, yeah when yeah, he was yeah, at the top of his game, yeah. I don't think he's I, – I actually think he should bow out with grace now. Do you know, I only just watched The Terminal recently. Right. What a pile okay, of fucking shit is that? Is oh. it bad, is it? Yeah. I thought it was dreadful, but as people seem to love it. But I sat and watched that and thought, my God, that could have made it, by yeah, anyone. Schwarzenegger's good in it, though, isn't he? Oh, that's the Terminator. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a film. That you <laughs> want to talk about. Well, that's Yes. Yes. I would definitely say <laughs> that is not a Spielberg film. Oh, that's right. any director for hire film. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, Have just... either of you seen The Fablemans? I watched about 10 minutes of it because it's on Sky now, isn't it? It's, it's just right. come on Sky. And I mean, I just watched 10 minutes of it, so I didn't really grasp it. But I'm not really that keen on looking at it. Uh, Alice, have you seen it? So we started watching it the other night, right? We were really excited for this. I got about halfway through and I was like, I cannot watch this anymore. Really? It's so boring. Oh, right. It's so boring. And the script is so, it's so amateur. Like it's like someone read a script writing 101 book and Uh, then just copied that and wrote a script. And then I go on Rotten Tomatoes and the critics are giving it like 97% and the audience giving it 83% or stuff like that. And I'm like, what the fuck am I missing? Like, I just don't get it. So if something happens later on in the film that kind of makes it really exciting and worth it, and there's this buildup, whatever, please someone tell me and I'll watch the rest of it. But it's very rare that I have to turn off a film. Yeah, yeah. Very rare. And I was so surprised. But they did that with um, Spielberg's West Side Story, which I think is good. But people have been saying it's better than the original. I thought, what planet are you on? It's got none of the magic and it's got none of the charisma of the original. Well, he should have gone and uh, directed the Indiana Jones movie. That's for He needs to go back to basics and do things how he used to do them and not rely. I mean, we've all seen Ready Player One, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, there you go. Value sucks to you, Mr. Spielberg. Yeah, you've earned <laughs> your money, man. That's it now. We ain't going to be able to get... And the bat he's not gonna be able, He's not going to be coming on the podcast now, is he, now that we've shit all over his career? But listen, no, the stuff in the 70s and 80s, banging. Absolutely yeah. banging. Maybe yeah. even in, yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, less, you know, I think Minority Report's good and AI yeah. is very good. and that. I forget yeah. Okay, so that was your number seven, Neil. My number seven, uh, we talked about scenes there where a son is trying to wake up her de- his dead dad, the Lion King. Oh, you have to have the Lion King. Um, again, it's a, it's a great, great Disney movie. Mm. It's, uh, it's a story that's been told a million times, but it's just and why they did a remake shot for shot with the CG. Oh, so just oh, so yeah. don't bother. Because the, the, the voices of that has become so iconic. That you you don't don't just don't touch it. Same as you don't no. touch back, back to the Future. Just leave those kind of movies alone. They are what they are. Um, but the, the the two moments for me is that moment when uh, Scar has killed uh, Mufasa, Mufasa and Simba finds uh, his dad broken like on mm. the floor. But also the bit at the end, the triumphant bit at the end, when the the adult Simba is walking up Pride Rock with the music playing, and then he roars. That's just one of those. Mm. you know just in your throat kind of moments and you know that you're going to ball so for me there are so many disney movies have got those kind of moments but i think the lion king's the one that's resonated with me for for mm. decades now and then going to see the live show it just the, the music just really hits you right in the chest and um they put a couple of the songs from lion king 2 in there as well which, which are great songs but mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was in and out of my top ten. Right. That went in, oh, that really? came out, that went in, that came out. But yeah, it's it's it is a moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely is. Uh that was my number seven. So Alice, your number six, please. My number six is Titanic. Oh, Neil's favourite. Uh oh. <laughs> I'll say nothing. I couldn't wait for them to fucking die. <laughs> I cried how long it went on for. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, maybe I can change your mind. No, probably not. <laughs> no you won't so, do that, Alice. <laughs> I think, I reckon for me, I just saw this at the right age. So when did it come out? Late, not, was it late 90s, yeah. Oh, so I remember it well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was 1997 when cinema ruined my life. <laughs> yeah, well, I never had so many cigarette breaks in a movie in my life. <laughs> and you don't even smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I think I just saw this at the right age. So I would have been, I would have been about kind of eight, nine, ten sort of thing. And I don't think I'd ever seen a film that long. So then when I think about for a film that long to have held my attention and for me to get excited about at that age, I do think is quite impressive. And obviously there's a lot of kind of very obvious sad moments in it. But the the one that I think about that I think I get most emotional about is when, so Rose is on the, uh, one of the, um, Oh fucking hell! What are they called the life lifeboats? Are they called lifeboats? Yeah, yeah. lifeboats. Yeah, that just sounds that just sounds wrong in my head. Um, she gets on the lifeboat like in the first instance, and you know it's being lowered, and she sees Jack kind of on the ship, sort of thing. And it's going, it's going, and then she jumps off the lifeboat to get back onto the Titanic just to be with him, sort of thing. And again, it, it, a a lot of these things are just like these big declarations of love and romance and stuff. Obviously, watching it now and thinking like, there's no way you fall in love with a fella 24 hours after meeting him. You're crazy stay on that ship you 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 silly silly woman sort of thing but 
watching it as a kid, it's like, oh my God, it's so romantic. It's amazing. <laughs> and I still carry that feeling with me, I think, with it. So yeah, that moment. And then obviously when Jack's frozen to death at the end and she's trying to wake him up. A lot of people trying to wake up their dead mm. relatives or loved ones in this. Yeah. So yeah, that moment as well. But yeah, I do. I really like, I mean, I like James Cameron a lot anyway. And I do really like Titanic. It yeah. really does it for but, me. I mean, I love James Cameron and I admire that what he did for Titanic. Don't don't get me wrong; it's it's well made and everything, but it just bored the fuck out of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the fact that them. there was enough room on that bloody door for him to get on, and she wouldn't <laughs> let him. I thought. Fuck yeah, I'd push her off yeah. if she wasn't going to do that. And then also the fact she was going, I'll never let go. I'll never let go. Yeah. And then she fucking let go. I'm pushed I mean, Christ's sake. Not literally. Lying, lying cow. It was spiritual oh, letting I go. See. She never let go of his memory I or see. his love. Or so yeah. she, couldn't, yeah. she couldn't do the dude a favour and just scoot her ass over her touch. And I, I get, yeah, I get royally, royally told off about my hatred for. I do. A lot of people tell me I'm wrong and everything. It's legendary, to, Neil. It's legendary. I've tried to, I've tried to watch it again, and I just think, just hurry up and fucking sing. Just get it over. Listen, with. sometimes things ain't for you, and no. that's totally fine, man. No, that's that right. one out of James Cameron's catalogue. It'll be that one and the Way of Water. There you go. I just can't be. Yeah, bothered. I thought the way of water was pretty overrated. To mm. be honest, it was boring. People it was like watching a video game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't really into it. Yeah. It was about an hour too long. About an hour, about an hour and a half. Yeah, easily. Too long. Yeah. Easily. Uh, okay, so Neil, your number six was Forrest Gump. Absolutely. And my number six was The Green Mile. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
So oh. now it's time for this. Pop quiz, hot shot. Have you oh, done this shit. with us yet, Alice? I think so, but I'm terrible. I'm fucking terrible at shit like this, man. I do not know anything. Right. I don't know anything. But we're going to do it a little bit different this time. Okay. So I, what I've got is I've got the tagline, so like the poster line for movies that make you cry. All you right. need to tell me what the movie is that the tagline okay. comes from. First one to three. Uh, if you get it wrong, it goes over to your opponent. Alice, right. you are our guest, so would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So here it is. Here is your first tagline. Love is a force of nature. What movie does that come from? Films that make you cry. Love is a force of nature. Sounds. I mean, it kind of sounds like it'd be like a, a natural disaster movie. Um, I love that you're trying to work it out. This is good. The force of nature. Oh God. Um, do you know, Pav? Uh, I do. Yeah, because I've yeah, got the no, answer right here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I do. I've got. I've got okay. something that I would get, have a guess at, just, but I don't okay. know whether it's right or not. Just one sec. Obviously, I won't take too long because this is bad. It's fine. We can edit podcast. it. We can. We can okay. edit it. It can be yeah, half an true. hour, and I could make it look like it was a split second choice. Love the force of nature. Is it ghost? Is that your answer? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not, Neil. Is that a good I, guess, though? Do you that think that was a great that guess? Because I thought, oh shit, that probably is it. I was going to say, is it Force of Nature with Sandra Bullock? It's <laughs> not. No, it's Brokeback Mountain. Oh, there you go. Okay, so Neil, uh, yeah. your first one. Behind every great love is a great story. Moulin Rouge. Oh. It's not, Alice. Great love is a great story. Is that Titanic? It's no. not. It's the notebook. Oh, really? Um, I've never seen it. There we go. That's it my is. Overrated. Okay. Overrated. Alice, Paul Edgecombe didn't believe in miracles until he met one. Uh, until he met one. Is it like the, is it that, is it like the six million dollar man or something? <laughs> these are all movies. These are all, these are all movies. I'll go with the six million dollar man. No, I think I know this one. Go I on think then, it's Neil. the Green Mile. It is ah, the Green oh. Mile. It is the Green Mile. Well done, Neil. Uh, so yours is next, then, Neil. Sometimes there's only one thing left to say. Love story. <laughs> it's not Alice. Um, P.S. I love you. Well done, well done Alice. Alice. Well done. I've never seen it. I was just trying to piece piece it together, trying to think. Look, because I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to know the answer to any of these. But you can try. You got to try and work exactly, exactly. Because they're normally quite clever in in giving you a little clue in there. Yeah. So Alice, this one's your for you then. Uh, believe in you. Believe in your talent. Um. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Rocky. Um, it's not Neil. Say it again. Believe in you. Believe in your talent. A star is born. Well done, oh. Neil. It was a star that is was born. Good, good. So for the win, Neil. Okay. Meet the little voices inside your head. Mm. Man on the moon. 
It is not. Alice? Is it inside out or is it, it inside out? It is inside out. Yeah. Well done. So, Alice, for the win. Oh. For the win. Nothing on earth could come between them. Nothing on earth could come between them, but something in space could probably come between them. So, could it be... I haven't seen gravity. Um, could, um, I'll say Armageddon. Uh, it is not. Neil, for the win. Is it Nothing. E.T.? What is it? E.T. It is not. Neil, so you need this one for the win. You're not going to tell us the answer? Oh, sorry. It sorry. It's, it's, it's Titanic. It is Titanic oh, for that one. No, uh, nothing... Oh, because they're on the water, no, not in space. Yeah. I went too far. Yeah. Went they too were talking far. about dirt, weren't they? <sighs> okay, Neil, for the win. Yes. Once in a lifetime, you make a friendship that will last forever. For the win. Is that E.T.? Oh. No, it's not. Alice, for the win. Is it? Oh man, I can't think. I can't think. What's asking me? Friend, friendship that lasts forever. Once in a lifetime, you make a friendship that will last forever. I'm struggling to think of films about friends. Is it? I'll say Forrest Gump. It's not. Did you say you answered this one, Neil? Didn't you? I did. Yeah. yeah. It's Beaches. Oh Christ! Yeah. Beaches. I forgot about so, that. <laughs> Alice for the win. Oh God! The mystery, the suspense, the adventure, the call that started it all. The call that started it all. That's where the. That's where the. That's where the clue is in this. Isn't it? The mystery, the suspense, the adventure, the call that started it all. Uh, if only I had a drum roll sound that would really hype up the anticipation here. The call, the call, the call. The call. Just to let you know, though, Alice, I have only got 20 gigabytes left on my uh, my uh, computer uh for yes you know for uh oh, that was a joke i was gonna try and make and it didn't work <laughs> just carry that's okay. on that's okay just hurry the fuck up is, yeah. is, the, is the message that's okay i i don't have an answer for that do you I not want to have I a guess just I have a complete I, honestly i can't are you sure i can't what was it what was it again the call that the mystery all, the suspense the adventure the call that started it all I really have no idea. I can't no? even hazard a guess. Yeah. Okay. Neil. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it's not. It's E.T. Oh, oh really? Shit. What? Because the phone. Oh, for fuck's sake. Phone. <laughs> so well, we have one. I've got one question left. And so this is for you, Neil. It could oh. be a draw, Alice. It could oh, be a draw. Okay. I don't think it's going to be, though. So here we go. For oh. yours, Neil, for the win. Show me the money. Uh, Jerry. What's his name? Maguire. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, correct. Well done. Well, that was good, a good, good. Well done, Alice. That was contested. a good one.
<laughs> that went that. literally went right to the wire. Yeah, <laughs> right to the wire. That was, that was um, a good one. Nail biting stuff. Mm. Unlucky, Alice. That was unlucky. That, yeah, that was. That yeah. Was. Which one was, was the one I though. got right? I did get one. No, you got two I? right. You got two did right. I? Yeah. Oh, good. You got P.S. I Love You. Oh, yes. And Inside Out. Oh, very good. Yeah. So well oh, good. done. Well Jolly done. Good. Feel I'm proud. You did, did very well. Absolutely. Because yeah. well I don't normally win these. No, so you don't at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the job in hand. Alice, you're number five, please. Ah, number five is Homeward Bound. Oh. Are you, either of you familiar? Yeah, the, I mean, the, the yeah, animals, from a, isn't it? Is a long right? time ago, yeah. Dogs and cat trying to get home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 sort of sort of emotional throughout as they kind of obviously go through the trials and tribulations of trying to get back. But the the real moment is towards the end where they're so close to getting back to their owners and Shadow, the I believe he's a golden retriever, basically gets stuck down like a mud like a mud pit sort of thing and he can't get back up and there's just this scene that's just absolute torture of this dog trying to climb up this mud pit and sliding down over and over again it just destroys me <laughs> it's so so sad but he gets spoiled he gets out in the end and he make it back to their family and that is that ruins me as well when they all reunite in that mm. i'm a huge i'm a huge dog person i'm a massive animal person anyway and that just really oh, oh. Yeah, it's been a long, me. long time since I've seen. There wasn't there Homeward Bound two as well. There I was Homeward Bound two, is Escape from San Francisco or Escape to San Francisco or something. Also good, not as emotional right. as the first one, but still right. good. I like the third. Uh, it's definitely one, one of those ones that you can always remember as like as a kid that, that Homeward yeah. Bound was one that would make you cry. Was that the didn't? I mean, Michael J. Fox voiced. Is that the one that Michael J. Fox? That was Stuart Little, wasn't it? No, he, no, he also did. <laughs> yeah, that real one, that real movie where they use real animals. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a feeling Michael J. Fox voiced one of those. I don't recall. But if only there was a way we could find If only there was a way we could find it. You turned your phone off. Yeah, I did. So that's it, really. I'm full of just darkness in my life. Homeward Bound. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. 1993. Hmm. Um, Michael J. Fox, Sally Field. Who is Michael J. Fox? Which character? Chance. Oh, Chance. Yeah, Chance the Boxer Dog. Yeah. Sally so Field, he's cute. Sassy. He's like the comic relief, yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you are. I didn't realise it was that. I thought it was later than that. I think there was, yeah. So I'm looking at Homeward Bound 1980, a TV You might be movie. thinking of The Incredible Journey. That might be what, what I'm it's thinking based of. Based on, I think, yeah, right. Which was the '70s, yes, movie Disney movie that we. That's would what have I'm seen thinking of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay, Neil, your number five was the Green Mile. It was my number five was up. So we're oh, back to you, yeah. Alice, with your number oh my four. Gosh, that was fast. That was. Um, well, another animal centric one. My number four is Free Willy. Um, uh. <laughs> for for many reasons, obviously. The, the narrative itself of, you know, capturing a beautiful, enormous wild animal and putting it in a swimming pool for money and entertainment, all very heartbreaking. But then also the fact that that whale was just incredibly sick, mm. Keiko the whale, and then had an incredibly miserable life and died a really horrible death. Mm. So I sort of think about all that when I watch it. We did that again recently for the podcast. Again, first time I'd seen it in years and years and years and just cried pretty much all the way through. 
just thinking about the whale and, mm. how, you seen, and how sad it made me. Is it Blackfish? That yeah, I've documentary. Seen it a lot. Jesus I've seen it Christ. a lot. Apparently, yeah. I like torturing myself. That that should have been on my list actually as well. It's like yeah, yeah Blackfish. I can, I can, yeah, once is enough for me on that one. Yeah, that's brutal. That was close to being in my when we did top ten documentaries mm. last week. Oh, that was yeah. Blackfish oh, was close good. to being in my top ten because problem yeah. is it always makes me hungry. <laughs> I jest because no why what am I missing there because he loves fish and chips (laughs) (laughs) the thing is is like we've like we when we went to Orlando it was one of those things that it makes you think about SeaWorld and places Mm. like that that you Mm. think oh my god should we go in there and give them our money because of the way that they treat them. I mean, they're, they're supposed to be a lot better now, but I don't know whether that's true or... Apparently they are since the release of that documentary. Well, they have to I mean, be. They have to be. They're I, don't, like... I don't see how there is... Personally, I don't see how there is better when it comes to keeping a whale in captivity. Yes. Like, there is no... No. no there's no, no, no good. There, There is no good way to do that. No. Do you know what I mean? And like, making money off not... of it, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At the expense of their health and their mm-hmm. happiness and stuff like yeah. the the annoying thing for me is i'm obsessed with orca i don't know if this has come up in a in a previous one but like they're so intelligent like mm. super intelligent like they have parts of the brain that even we don't have and they're potentially capable of certain feelings and thoughts and stuff that even we we don't know about sort of thing um so it just fucking sucks because like when you go i don't really like zoos either but like you go to the zoo and you see the lions and they're just lying there they yeah. just want to sleep all day, having a lazy little time, and it's like, well, they're they're all right, aren't they? They're just mm. all right, having a little sleep on the grass or whatever. But then with the orca, it's like they just swim round and round and round, like going absolutely stir mm. crazy, like not getting the stimulation or the exercise or anything, and the temperature's always wrong in the pool, and they should never be that close to the surface for that long, and they get skin cancer and all this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. Do they still use the orcas, though? I thought they stopped actually using orcas. So as far as I know, uh, but I I don't know how accurate my information is, they do still use them. Obviously, the trainers now Mm. don't go anywhere near them because of the few uh, incidents that have happened. And I also, I think they've stopped capturing them, at least, from the wild, and they just use ones that have been bred in in captivity. Captivity. Mm. Um, But I think, at least in the States and, and some other countries the capturing of them is is fully outlawed but i know that there's probably still some countries that that do it um but yeah it just sucks it's one of my least favorite things is is orca being in captivity it just mm. yeah. it defies all like reason and logic unless obviously your main motivator is money which i appreciate is the case for a lot of people so but then in the end is a funny title for a movie, isn't it? It is, it is. <laughs> I mean, they could have picked anything else. Anything yeah. else. Free Billy would have yeah, been just exactly. as good. Fixed it with one it? letter. Yeah. With, with one, one letter. letter. And then, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, right, Neil, you're number four, please. So it's Schindler's List. And I defy anybody not to cry watching this. Um, in fact, I think it should be on the curricula of schools because um, it's a well... I know it's it's a it's based on and you know inspired by, but it, it shows enough in the whole situation. But it's there's moments throughout the movie that is will will reduce you to tears to me. And when I went to see the cinema, it's the only film that when it finished, nobody got up, nobody, and it was a packed auditorium. It was the first weekend of release. We went. And it was a Sunday afternoon and every every seat stayed still until the music finished. And it, I've never seen that before. Um, but yeah, it's um it's not it's not one of the films that you're gonna watch 
for Jollies. It's not a film you're going to watch um, numerous times, but I think everybody should watch it. Yeah. Well, it's more so. like the way it's shot is more like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I've always said yeah. that. It always feels like a documentary. Yeah. Because this is Spielberg at what Spielberg could do. Yeah. To what he can do now. You know, and this is, you know, we mustn't forget that Spielberg is a great and was a great. And, yeah. you know, he was probably one of the greatest directors in cinema history. But I think he was shooting that and Jurassic Park at the same the, time. And how are you ridiculous to think that? Get your thoughts away from yeah. one to the other. Yeah. I mean, imagine if he'd slipped up and put a dinosaur suddenly in there or something. It'd been awful, wouldn't it? You know, More the amazing. little red girl runs around with this red coat and a, suddenly a T-Rex behind the corner. Yeah. Are they shooting us as well? <laughs> yeah, it'd be dreadful. I'm sure someone's done a version of that somewhere. They must have. <laughs> um, Alice, thoughts on Schindler's List? haven't seen it <gasps> you have to now i've told you that everybody okay. should see this at I least will. once yeah, yeah. it's okay. and, and the thing is it's not it's not easy to watch that's the thing mm-hmm. it's just not it's just it is a, a harrowing watch mm. from but start to finish it really it's is educational oh, it is this, you it know is. we need it's to... that thought of what what man can do to you know human yeah. human can do to human but yeah, it's it's but it's, it's also a reminder that you know these sort of things you know l- lest we not forget as they say you yeah. know we shouldn't do and that's it's an easy access without having to watch something that is completely documentary on to find out all the, all the atrocities that did happen and you know and obviously there's still atrocities today but hopefully that everybody sees this movie will have a little bit of humanity come through them again. We need to mm. build our humanity back because we're losing it fast. We sure do. We sure do. Well said, Neil. I'd vote for you. Come on. Yeah. Come on. There's going to be a, a general election next year, Neil. Come on. Shall I? Come yeah, on. Imagine. Yeah. The one leg party you could be. <laughs> <laughs> if you're left to your own devices, keep going around in a circle party. Well, that sounds like what they're doing now. Hey. Yeah, yes. A little bit political. Oh, oh wrong one. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> That's well, the one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the chirps. Oh, yeah, the chirp. That's more like it. That's what it would be yeah. if I was doing a comedy stand-up act. It would be more like chirps. Anyway, uh, my number four. Now, I think four, three, two, and one I've spoken too much about on various podcasts, so I'm not going to say much more. My number four is The Greatest Showman, and I still don't know why I cry at this movie, whether I'm watching the movie, whether I'm listening to the soundtrack, if I'm singing along to the songs, I start to cry, and I still don't know... It's not a great movie. It's not historically accurate. It's, um, but I don't know what it is. It's something about that cinematic magic that I don't know. I don't know what it is. I still well, don't that's know. Exactly what the... it is. I mean, I'm not a hugest fan of it. I don't dislike it. I've seen it a couple of times, but it's it's back to the golden age of musicals. That's what it is. That's what they've yeah. done. You know, they're taking a story that everybody knows is not true, and the guy, the real guy Barnum, was a complete cunt. Oh, Neil. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) I said the C word, Alice. Sorry, but he was. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But, you know, you've got to differentiate between art and realism. It's been going on since the dawn of cinema, so let's not. Yeah. I I mean, it's just I ask myself the question, though, why? Like, Mm. I will, if I listen to the soundtrack and I, I will start tearing up and I will physically say to myself, why are you crying? What, what are you crying for? Mm. And I don't know whether it's, I mean, the music is great and, and all, like I say, it's not, it's a, it's a story that you've seen a million times kind of thing. There's nothing special about the story, but it's just one of those little, little magical moments. 
Alice. It molded together for you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, for, for a few, I mean, the few years after it came out, obviously they played This Is Me on the radio like heaps and heaps. And yeah, for me, yeah. every, every time it came on the radio, I felt like I would feel a thing. And when when like when she gets to the, like the big part of the chorus and that, that does hit me as mm. well. That song in particular, I do. That makes me very emotional. Um. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. Good. I'm not alone there. That's good. Mm. That's nice. Mm. Um, Alice, your number three then, please. My number three is Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh. And the main part is towards the end when Frodo realises that he's going to have to go it alone because people are going to try and keep killing him and stealing the ring from him. So this is a burden that he has to carry on him on it, on his own. And then he gets in his little boat to go to the... I think the Western shore or whatever it is. And then Sam obviously comes out of the forest and tries to get to him. He's like, you can't swim and all this. And then he <laughs> nearly drowns and then he pulls him back onto the boat and then they have a little moment together. And yeah. So I've seen the film. It's one of my favorite films easily. And I've seen it so many times and that I do still, it, it makes me feel so, it makes me feel so much anyway, like throughout the whole film. But yeah, as we sort of get to the climax of it and obviously Boromir's just died as well. Yeah. And, had his little speech with Aragorn, which is really emotional too. Uh, so, yeah, love it. I don't yeah. think it, it never made any of our top tens when we did Lord of the Rings moments, did it? That 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 specific moment with... No, with, not that bit. Lord Borrow of the Rings yeah. moments. We did. We did that oh a couple of God, weeks ago. What? Yeah. We did, and it never made anybody's top... I mean, the, obviously, Boromir dying. Yeah, the Boromir's um, death, I did. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good one. That is a that good is one. Good. Yeah, it I mean, is. It's, I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, there's somebody that will. I will cry at Star Wars, but I've mm. never found Lord of the Rings that emotional, That's and I don't know. I don't know why. And yeah, I'll find Greatest Showman. From, yeah, well, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? It's subjective. It's subjective. I know it is. Uh, go on then, Neil. Your number three. So it's Into the Wild, um, Sean Penn directed film with Emil Hirsch, with loads of cameos, Vince Vaughn, all sorts of Kristen Stewart's in it. Um, but it's basically based on a true story about a guy that just gave up on life. He just graduated to become really highly qualified from uni. He buried his money, his passport and everything and shot off and just went to live in Alaska. And then it documents his thing. Spoilers, because I take you both haven't watched it. Do you mind if I spoil it? Yeah, well, no, please do. Well, he ahead. dies at the end in Alaska living his dream. He basically po accidentally poisoned himself with berries. Um, that was his dream. It, no, his dream was to live in Alaska. Oh, right. Poisoned by berries. It just said, you said he's living his dream. When he... He's living his dream, poisoned by berries. <laughs> by poisoned yeah. by berries. Yeah, so he... Just um, imagine him taking the berries and going, yes! Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the American dream. This is but, it, I've done amazing it. Amazing performance by Emil Hirsch. Um, showed he's a really, really good actor. Yeah. Beautiful soundtrack by Eddie Vedder. Uh, oh, now I'm interested. Now I'm interested. We go. There we go. Uh, so beautiful soundtrack by him. And just who knew Sean Penn could film something so beautiful? And it really is beautiful to watch. Um... If you ask my daughter, it's her favourite film because I've let them watch it numerous times. Both my son and daughter love it. You made them but, watch it, Neil. I did the first time. <laughs> I said, made them. <laughs> no, well, I mean, yeah, it's a 15 certificate and they probably weren't 15. I think they're about two. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's a great movie and I, I find it very emotional in certain bits. But obviously the death of, you know, when you when you see the guy starving where he's got struck, you know, uh, stranded, 
by the snow and the weather, you know bad things are coming his way and they do it very well, but it's obviously very moving. And the bus was still there till a couple of years ago, apparently. Oh, wow. But they've now got rid of it out of the wildlife. Because he finds this school bus in the middle of Alaska. Like the wilderness. (laughs) Bizarre, isn't it? Very. There it was. Okay. Thank you very much for that one, Neil. Yes. Nice. Okay, my number three, uh, it's another musical. It's another cartoon. And we're going for Disney's Encanto. Oh. I'm... This is like the greatest showman. I, I just have to listen to the first couple of minutes. I mean, it's Lin Manuel Miranda, so I'm going to love it anyway. And what I love about this is it hasn't got a baddie in it, mm. if you like, which is very refreshing because, all right, you've got cute animals popping up everywhere, but I mean, the house is a character as well. Songs are fantastic. It is beautifully animated, mm. and it's just all about family, basically. But I just lo- I just love every single song, and there's one particular song um, about butterflies, which is heartbreaking, mm. absolutely fucking, you know, pulling your heart out through your mouth and ripping it out, and just letting it like it like Indiana Jones, just letting you watch it pump in front of you <laughs> as you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. But it, and it also got again uplifting stuff at the end with the the. the town help the family out and it is just a beautiful beautiful movie i think i had this was my number one disney um animated movie i think you um, did yeah. i think i did it's just it's just so good so good um we don't talk about bruno and all of that kind of stuff yeah well, which yeah. was amazing how big a hit that became i didn't realize because i hadn't watched it when it first came up so mm-hmm. i just i just i didn't i don't know why i just didn't bother watching it and then the first time mm. i watched it i was just like i think it was was it shut down? Was it locked down when it, when it was being, or maybe just after? I guess it must have been. Yeah. So I think yeah. I was. I think everybody was going through that kind of emotional, mm. almost depression like state, not mm. knowing what was happening and what was going on. And I think it caught me at that time. I was just a little bit more emotional mm. than. Was it not last year? I think I've been the year before. I, it might have I seem to remember the song. Yeah, if only there was. But Bruce turned his phone off. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. It was. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and there's a great uh, like a live version they do, um, which is on Disney Plus. Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl, oh, they? where they got the people that did the voices and did the the singing, doing it like live. Uh, it is amazing. The stage and yeah, what well, becomes cool, becomes the house, and the house is all moving around. Sooner or later, they're going to do a a live stage version like they've done with Lion King and that I must have They will do, I'm sure yeah, they will. Yeah. So have you watched this, Alice? Yes, yes, I do yeah. love Encanto. Yeah, brilliant. Mm, yeah. Again, first time hooked and the, the like you've already touched on there, but the visuals of it, like at the time, it was just one of the most visually impressive things I've ever seen. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, good, 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 good. Okay, then Alice, your number two, please. All right, this is a proper cheat. This is cheating. Okay. This is breaking the rules of the whole thing, but... I, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been right for me to come on to something like this talking about this subject and not talk about this but it's hamilton <laughs> if i'd have known this was allowed to be on but jesus christ doesn't probably probably doesn't fall into the category of film as it's a filmed stage musical but it i think i told you for have already first time i watched it Again, I was sat watching it with my husband, watched it all the way through. Obviously felt very emotional during, but I was like, don't cry, don't cry, don't do it, yeah. just don't cry, don't cry. So I didn't cry. And then the next day I woke up 
and started crying and cried for about four hours just because of it, like because of the after effects of it. And I've watched it so many times since, and I've listened to the soundtrack like crazy. And I've got over it a little bit now, but there was a period of time where I just had to think about It's Quiet Uptown or some of Eliza's songs. And I would just, I would start welling up just thinking about it. Um, yeah, it's incredible. And if you haven't seen it, <laughs> you want to just bawl your fucking eyes out. Jesus Christ. I haven't seen it, Alice. Oh, do you like crying? Uh, yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Can't no, I do man. need. I do it's need brutal. to watch it. It's I brutal. keep forgetting about it. We and we go through a phase where it's not mentioned, which is highly unusual. And then all of a sudden, it's mentioned again. I'm like, oh fuck, I still haven't seen that. There you go. It just breaks me. Sometimes I've sometimes had to skip it when I've been watching it because I'm like, oh, I'm not in a place. I can't take it. Yeah. Like I'm not prepared for this, so I have to skip the song, sort of thing. And then I sort of go round and round with certain songs or certain aspects of it making me feel emotional so mm. it was always that to begin with always it's quiet of town and then it i i started feeling a lot more for eliza and just what she was going through with trying to deal with alexander yeah and so things like um which is i, don't, I can't remember what it's called the song but it's not it's not look around but based oh or that would be enough where she's just trying to get him to stay and she's pregnant and stuff. Yeah. And then Burn as Burn. well after obviously he's he's um he's pub publicized the fact that he's cheated on her quite mm. horrifically and stuff like that. And then at the end as well, like just thinking about her as a person like would just make me well up and just like everything mm. that she endured and how she came out of it and then lived until she was 95, mm. like just crazy. Yeah. yeah I've it. I've seen it twice. Uh, live on stage in London. Yeah. The first time was when you had to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. And I was so glad that I was wearing a mask because mm -hmm. during It's Quiet Up Town, I was sobbing. I yeah. was, and nobody could see that I was sobbing. Mm -hmm. The second time we were with my mum and, and my missus and it, you just know it's coming. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that piano like starts, I'm just gone. Mm -hmm. Because it is one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and that again, it's something. If I'd have, if I'd have known you were going down this route, Alice, <laughs> this would have been my number two or number three, without a shadow of a doubt. But I, I do know it's cheating, and I'm prepared to take the flack for it. But it just That's... felt because it's just, it is the sing a single piece of media that does just make me feel like like this, like yeah. this whole podcast, mm. is, like we're talking about, right? Like these films make you yeah. feel sort of thing, and so consistently so as well. Like I've seen it so many times now, and I've listened to the soundtrack over and over and over again, and yeah. I, I still feel those things. Yes. It's crazy. But it yeah, we, apparently it is going to come to Liverpool, so we're sort of hanging on and waiting until it does, but I know it's in Manchester early next year as well, so we might just have to go then anyway. Mm -hmm. And Neil, it's on in Bristol in April of next year. Oh, right, okay. It I'll is. Have a look. It is. is it worth watching a, a show about George Hamilton? <laughs> if you know who George Hamilton is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would have said Lewis Hamilton might have worked oh, better. Yeah, oh, go. yeah, a bit more up to date. <laughs> it would have been a bit yeah, more up to date go. than George Your references Hamilton. references are a bit, uh, a bit outdated Come on, there, he was in the great movie Love at First Bite. <laughs> There you go. You can have one of those. Wasn't he the solicitor in Godfather Part 3? He might have been. I have no idea, Neil. I have no idea. But well yeah. done. Well done. George Hamilton. Yes. Go Appreciation on, Society. Your number two, please, Neil. Is uh, Love at First Bite with George Hamilton. <laughs> it's no, the bit it's... when George Hamilton <laughs> yeah, sings. No, it, number two is a Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life 
Yeah. I watch this every year at Christmas and it still makes me weep. It's we've spoken about it loads. Haven't we? we have. We have. Indeed. It just is a perfect movie for the perfect time of year. And it still breaks my heart. No. And rightly so. Yeah. Until the uplifting bit at the end. It's the uplifting bit at the end. That still makes me cry. Yeah, Even when yeah. the little girl says about the angels and her wings with the, at the very end. Yeah. And his oh. brother says, George Bailey, the richest man in town. That's that's yeah. what crack just gets yeah. I can fucking feel this. Let's not it's loads it of it. But yeah. Have you seen this, Alice? <laughs> I have seen it. I have seen okay. this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> and that is a movie I'm surprised hasn't been remade. I don't want it to be. I know I don't oh want gosh, it to be, yeah. but it, it's, it's, it amazes me that nobody has tried to remake no. that one. Yeah, now that you've said or, it. Yeah. What is it? A reboot? A, a reboot or something. Have a yeah, reboot, yeah. bringing yeah. back, like, The Exorcist. Tosses. Yeah. Mm. Hello, Bedford Falls! <laughs> Hello, Emporium! <laughs> <laughs> that's my, yeah, uh, that's my George um, that's Harrison. And George, George Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. <laughs> We'll have that as well. Okay, my number two, uh, which should have been Hamilton, so thank you, Alice, um, is Avengers Endgame, actually. Okay. Okay. Um, the whole portal moment, the whole uh, on your left, on your left, and then all of a sudden everybody, I've said this a million times about this this movie, I was sat in the cinema the very first time and had a massive smile on my face and tears. <laughs> Good, I thought it was going to be a massive something no. else. <laughs> oh, I had that as well. Because it was, well, to be fair, it was every, it was the culmination of the whole 10 years mm. and they worked it so well and everything was absolutely perfect because you didn't know what was going to happen the first time, obviously didn't know what was going to happen. But I had tears streaming down my face, but a big smile, just a content smile that this is what I wanted to see after 10 years. I didn't believe it could happen on mm. the screen and it was just absolutely perfect. And then... The whole I love you 3000, Tony Stark, you know, uh, dying after, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not succumbing, he's surrendering himself, no, surrendering himself, what the word, oh, my brain's... Sacrifice. That's the word, yeah. Elton John. Sacrifice, <laughs> yeah. Was he in that? <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh. And and then just the, the, the beautiful way that it ended with all of the cast there for the, like, the funeral and mm. Tony, proof that so Tony Stark has a heart. Question to you, Pav. Is it hard? Oh, is it hard? What I'm about to say is to have crying and then be aroused at the same time. How does that work? Um, that sounds just like my sex life. That does. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically cry and have a wink. Well, oh Christ, Neil, have I, got, have I got to cut that bit out? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> it was a move joke. On. No, yeah, I know it was. <laughs> But you don't know how close to the truth you are. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's uh, let's before we reveal our number ones, um, Alice, if you want to give your countdown from ten to two, Neil will do the same, and then I'll do the same. Okie dokie. So number ten of films that make me cry. Number ten, Spider Man: No Way Home. Number nine, The Sound of Music. Num oh, sorry, you want me to go a bit slower with this? No, 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 that's fine. You, are you sure? You I, carry I remember on. You told me off yeah. before for going yeah, no, too fast. No, no, I've 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 given up on putting pictures on oh, the really YouTube go. stuff because it just takes far too long. Does it? Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah I can't be asked. <laughs> you all so know you... what these films are like. Exactly. <laughs> you carry on. Okay, 
Number eight, Green Mile. Number seven, Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. Number six, it's Titanic. Number five, Homeward Bound. Number four, Free Willy. Number three, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. And number two, it's a cheat. It doesn't count. I'm so sorry. It's Hamilton. I mean, that was fast. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Go on then, Neil, you're 10 to 2. So number 10, I've got Up. Number nine, Finding Neverland. (laughs) Behave. Number eight, The Champ. Number seven, E.T. Number six, Forrest Gump. Number five, The Green Mile. Number four, Schindler's List. Number three, Into the Wild. Number two, Love at First Bite. And number nah, number two, <laughs> The Wonderful Life. Oh, God, you sounded like Alan Partridge then when you did that. <laughs> Mine is number 10, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Nine, Guardians of the Galaxy. Eight, Forrest Gump. Seven, The Lion King. Six, The Green Mile. Five, Up. Four, The Greatest Showman. Three, Encanto. And two, Avengers Endgame. So, Alice, what is the number one movie that makes you cry? No, the number one movie that makes me cry, similar to Neil, and we're going Christmassy, we're going festive, it's Muppets Christmas Carol. And similar to what I've already said for a couple of these, the nostalgia behind this is doing so much of the heavy lifting. So we would watch this every year at Christmas, um, in our house when I was a kid and Christmas was very, very special in our house. My mom just worked so hard to make it a big deal and to make Mm. sure we all had a wonderful time. So the memories that I have of it are really magical. I just remember being really happy at that time of year. I love the film, obviously some of the themes in the film, some of the moments, the growth of Ebenezer Scrooge and the performance that Michael Caine gives as well, Mm. really, really powerful, which is just it's interesting to have the juxtaposition then of like Miss Piggy running around, like being a bit stupid and stuff. And it's quite a nice balance that you've got there. But we went to go and we went last year to watch it. So we watched a screening of it with a live orchestra playing the music. And it was, I sat down all ready to go sort of thing. And obviously it opens with a slide that says in loving memory of Jim Henson. Oh God. And I just went, I just lost it, like, and it started. I just lost it, and that was it then. And I just cried, cried, cried through the whole thing. Like I just could not pull myself together, Um, but in a good way. And like I did enjoy it, and it was cathartic. Mm. Uh, But yeah, that's the one for me. That's a good one. It's a great movie. I wish they put that Michael Caine song back in it, though. That is true. The, so the, do you mean the one with his love interest, Belle? Yeah. yeah, so that that was in the one that we watched that when we see the screening of it, and I think they oh. are putting it back in. Good, because they cut it out. It was in the VHS, and then yes. they cut it out when it went to DVD, and nobody yes. seems to know why. Because, and I think it's a lovely song. Well, what I read, and, and, and it's funny this, what I read is that they just thought that it wasn't very child-friendly. And right. as a kid, I do remember not liking it. And I remember it being the most boring part of the film and thinking, oh, but then as an adult, it's gorgeous and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking. So when I sort of realized, like, oh, my God, they've taken out the film, like I was fuming. I was like, oh, this is mm. shit. Like you literally can't watch it with that song anymore. So then you just cut to like Gonzo and Rizzo on the bridge or whatever. And Rizzo's crying immediately, like bawling his eyes out. And it doesn't make any sense no. why he's crying. So it's because he's just witnessed Belle pouring her heart out and breaking up with this mm. man that she loves sort of thing. But they put it back in now, Good. I believe, on some Good, versions. I hope so. Good. But weird, weird to remove a whole song because mm. you don't think it's like child friendly or that kids wouldn't 
like enjoy it or whatever. That was a really weird yeah. move. Mm. Really but I remember weird. seeing it at the cinema for the first time and seeing it there, and then I had it on VHS and it was there, and then you buy it on DVD and Blu-ray and it's suddenly not there, and you think, ooh. Okay. Yeah, at least at least give me a version, like give me the two versions. Like yeah. give this version with it and the version without it, but to remove it completely, just biz- bizarre, like a bizarre I'm decision. I'm glad they put it back in. That's, that's yes, cheered me up. Great. Okay, then, Neil, your number one, please. So this film, genuinely, I, I can't make it through. I even have to stop it. It's The Elephant Man. Oh. Um, and I watched it again the other day. On They showed it on BBC Two late at night, so... I videotaped it and um, watched it again. And my God, I can't, I just can't do it in one sitting. You know, we talked about the the bit when somebody's really nasty, like the guy in Green Mile, but it's Michael Elphick in this one. What a shit. And yeah. I used to like him as Boone. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, Alice is too young to know. Yeah. <laughs> but this film, I mean, David Lynch directing it, what I would say is probably the most straightforward film he's ever directed in his life. Mm. Um, produced by Mel Brooks is a sheer genius. Every performance, Hopkins, Gilgood, um, obviously John Hurt putting in a performance of a lifetime, which I don't think is going to be equaled for a very long time. Mm. Because you really believe in John Hurt's performance, don't you? And yeah, just all the bits, the bits from the circus when he's got, what's his name? Freddie, is it Freddie Jones, wasn't it? It was the circus master, an evil bit of shit, beating him and whipping him. And then obviously when he gets rescued by Anthony Hopkins and then, you know, I even cry at the bit when they parade him out in front of the medical you know, committee and just strip him off. And I think, oh, come on. I am not an animal. <laughs> Very <laughs> you good, know, you, you do, you just... Oh. I didn't realise that Freddie Jones was Toby Jones's dad. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that until I saw it in oh. on some, some website. Because Freddie Jones quite often played the, the nasty character. Yes. He just had that look, didn't he? he yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So have you seen this one, Alice? I have not, no. Oh, this should that, be another classic. I was going to say, that would be one you need right? to talk about, yeah. But be yeah. warned, it's going to break your heart. Yeah. It will break your heart because oh, the God. way they perform it is just real. And it's all in black and white, again, like Schindler's List. So that's all in black and white. Yeah. And it's got like an industrial soundtrack through it, which really works, really works. Um, yeah. But yeah, I watched it again. It took me two sittings to finish it. I just, I had to turn it off when I put it on. I thought... Mm. This is killing me inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched it, but that's one of those movies that you feel like you can only watch one or two times. It's yeah. not the sort of movie you watch. Oh, what, what do we fancy watching? Let's put the elephant man on. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's watch Schindler's List after. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one of those right joyous of... night. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. not going to happen, is it? Okay. Uh, my number one, we don't really need to talk about it very much because <laughs> it's Field of Dreams. Oh, I'd be surprised if it was. What a surprise. surprise. Yeah. I've spoken about this movie so much uh, on this podcast. So just to say, it's a beautiful movie. I cry every time, uh, especially the Is This Heaven? No, it's Iowa. Dad, want to catch um, all that kind of stuff. So, and it's a classic, classic weepy. Classic. Absolute classic with Kevin Costner as the ideal. Uh, leading man right we've got an absolute shit ton of honorable mentions and i said to neil before we started recording i think this is the most honorable mentions we've had for any episode wow so let's go through these corinne pasta beaches and steel magnolias now, steel magnolias is that a movie that you guys have seen yeah julia roberts a long time ago yeah is it, is it yeah. a weepy real weepy? Yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah yeah lots of death in that one i assume 
Ada. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Kim Mendes says Steel Magnolias, Stepmum, and E.T. Lisa Buchanan, Steel Magnolias in Terms of Endearment. Wow. The scene where Emma says goodbye to her youngest son, Teddy, in the hospital. OMG. Also, Aurora screaming at the staff about getting her daughter the medicine. Lisa Gunter Mars... Mars... I don't know how you say that. M-A-R-C-Z. How would you pronounce that? M-A-R-C-Z? Yeah. Marks... Marks, okay. Lisa Gunter Marks. Sorry, Lisa, if I've got I've balls your name up probably. But she agrees with Lisa. Yes, uh, choking up now, thinking about those scenes and also the family stone. Cynthia Lujan says that Teddy scene runs in the back of my head at least two times a week. So heartbreaking, terms of endearment, ordinary people, the colour purple. No Maria Pereira says, Coco, I cried in the theatre as soon as the movie started and didn't stop till like a day after. The green mile, it guts me every time. Jody Yakota, Marley and Me. I'm surprised that one didn't show up tonight. Uh, up and My Girl. Uh, Joy Talbot says My Girl. Dan Harper, Philadelphia. The ushers were outside the theatre with Kleenex. Mm. Uh, Corey Ogilvie, What Dreams May Come. I felt like I ugly cried the entire weekend after watching it. Jill Hett, My Life with Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. Uh, and When I Was Little, and I'm sure still today, The Journey of Natty Gan. Old Yeller, obviously, too. Gabrielle Gonzalez, The Lovely Bones. I have a 14-year-old daughter and God forbid. Uh, Janine Bender, Schindler's List, Ugly Cried in the Theatre through the whole movie. Uh, we have someone here on Twitter called Joshy McSquashy. Hey, uh, says, Life is beautiful. He does sound like a tick. Life is beautiful. Pride, A Star is Born, Jojo Rabbit, Avengers Endgame, Warrior, mm-hmm. Goodwill Hunting, Titanic, Grease 2, Yes, yeah, for different reasons. I'm and he sure. says there is absolutely no way Alice is getting through this without saying Terminator Two, but oh, you didn't no, say. I, did. I had a James Cameron film in there. You but did, no. but not... Terminator Two doesn't make me cry. It's just one of the best films ever made. Yes, but for yeah. different I mean reasons. the the, the <laughs> thumbs up at the end. I mean, I that's, know, he that's, sinks yeah. down into his death. Oh yeah. dear. Trudy Lambert Dillander says, um, "I see ET on there, and I will tell you, I definitely cried as a kid watching it. But I cried when he lived." That damn alien terrified me as a kid and still does. <laughs> Alma Rodriguez is definitely Schindler's List and Bridges of Madison County with Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep. It stayed with me for days. Lost love. Nikki Gayton said, I have a black heart and it takes a lot for me to cry during a movie. That being said, I have never cried. Uh, I've never not cried during Toy Story 3. <sighs> Those toys holding hands and accepting they're going to die gets me every time. Uh, I'd also say Toy Story 2, the Sarah McLaughlin, when somebody loved me with, with oh, mm. that whole bit just gets me. Erin Peterson says Titanic, Nikki Dennis, not many films make me actually tear up beyond a lump in my throat, but this one did. Richard Curtis, About Time, Rachel McAdams, Domhnall Gleeson, mm. and the always fantastic Bill Nye, and a little bit of Margot Robbie. I wonder what bit of Margot Robbie's in that one. Uh, Rick Tindall, <laughs> Field of Dreams, did not make that, does that come over very... No, sorry, it's a very 70s <laughs> yeah, war. Was. Field of Dreams did not make me cry. It was allergies. The same goes for Brian's song with Billy D. Williams and James Caan. It was all allergies. That's what Rick says. Carol Barwick, Paddington 2. Mm. Uh, Kelly says Dancer in the Dark makes me cry every time I see it. Oh, Christ, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's a must. Bring the tissues. Also, A Dog's Purpose. Jose Soto, Field of Dreams, yay! Leah Ferrero's story, Toy Story 2. When Jesse gets lost in the park, I can't even think about it now. I am crying. Modesto Valenzuela says Rocky 3. I'm assuming that's when Mickey dies. Mickey dies, yeah, that's sad. Uh, And the champ. 
Brisa A. Saucedo Dis. La Vita Abella, Life is Beautiful, a comedy about the Holocaust. It's not possible, but it is, and this is so beautifully made, a masterpiece. No matter how many times I watch it, it guts me every single time. Jen Berg, loads of movies have made me cry, but for some reason, if you want to see me instantly burst into tears, just show me any of the following movie scenes. Chris Kringle speaks Dutch to the little orphan girl in Miracle on 34th Street. Myrna Loy is setting the table and realizes Frederick March is at the door in the best years of our lives, and Diane a prince steps into no man's land in wonder woman that is actually quite a really good scene yeah. uh, melinda villegas i have lots of movies that make me cry so i'll only list a few the color purple terms of endearment fried green tomatoes and return to me brandon watson philadelphia still to this day as a young closeted gay kid i thought it was my future god that movie just wrecks me every time i see it chris collar up toy story two and three fucking sarah mclaughlin he says <laughs> iron giant uh, Avengers Endgame, The Portals, Rogue One, Look for the Force and You Will Find Me, all three Lord of the Rings films, The Last Jedi, When Luke Meets Leia Again on Crate, Baby, Secret of the Lost Legend, Never Can Watch It, Fallen Kingdom, Dan Brachiosaurus, A Man Called Otto, Logan and The Lion King. Uh, he said, I might have a problem. And then he also gave us United 93, took me 15 minutes to leave the theatre when it was over. My ex and I drove home in sniffling silence. We're nearly there, we're nearly there. A Doug's Life on Insta said, Bohemian Rhapsody, Up, Toy Story 3, Saving Mr. Banks, The Green Mile, Star is Born, It's a Wonderful Life, I, Daniel Blake, The Bicycle Thieves and Paddington 2. Shout out for the final scene in Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets. It's different since the passing of the great Robbie Coltrane. Uh, good luck, guys. I'm sure it'll be an emotional one. And finally, Adam Harrow says, Star Wars The Last Jedi. It was so upsetting how bad it was, I couldn't contain myself. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody, for all of your comments there. But that's it. That was it. amazing. That was wonderful participation from everyone. Goodness wasn't me, it? Yeah, that was fantastic. Was Thank you very much, there. everybody, and please keep those kind of things coming in. Um, well, that's it. Before we say our goodbyes, and oh, no, no, before Alice, what have you been doing on the pod, and what have you got coming up that you can tell us about? What have we been doing on the pod? So we did, we did, we ended up doing Fantastic Four from 2005, I think it was. And then the week after we did Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. And that wasn't really planned. It was just because I'd obviously picked Fantastic Four and then Josh had Silver Surfer on his list anyway. Oh, right. So he was like, right, well, I've got to pick it then, haven't I? So that was a lot of fun. They're already out so you can catch them. We've recently done Inside Lewin Davis. We've had a guest on and we did The Crow uh, this week, Hunchback of Notre Dame was out, although I know this this will come out in, in a couple of weeks and still to come, but that may already be out now. We've got I, Tonya, Get Over It, Gross Point Blank and Little Joe. So nice. a good selection there. And just to remind everyone, we are just films in that. We're a podcast that celebrates underrated and underseen films. And sometimes we do classic films as well. And I will be doing Ghostbusters. So if you want to hear how a 34-year-old woman reacts to seeing Ghostbusters for the first time in 2023, then keep your eyes peeled. I Indeed. think that'll be an interesting one. Indeed. Yeah, the the link for the podcast is in the show notes. So please go and give them a like, go and give them a follow. You will not regret it. It's a great, great podcast. And I think it was my number seven greatest podcast ever um, for just films and that. <laughs> That's so nice, Pat. So That's there you so go. Nice. I have you. No problem at all. It's all, it's, and it's, I totally agree. You know, it's a great podcast to listen to. Uh, apart from that Joshy guy. I mean, you know. 
You can't we'll have get everything. Rid of him. You can't it's have okay. everything. You, can you, you know, you, we can change things. People come and go. Accidents happen. It, you know. They do. <laughs> Neil knows that better than anybody. Yeah. Oh, luckily, he stayed around. He's, which He's is still good. here. He's I still can't still go here. anywhere. That's why. That is. <laughs> he literally stays there until I turn the camera on every week. He doesn't I move. He's I got a piss it. pot under his table that he just uses. He's got food everywhere. Bless him. Got to make money on my webcam. You have, exactly, you have. Right, Neil, tell everybody how they can get in touch with us and all uh, that gubbins. Of course I will. You can find us on all the social medias. Give us a click, give us a like, give us a follow. Our top 10 pods. Uh, email us at top10pods at hotmail.com with any questions or anything you want to ask us, including ideas for a top 10. Come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. All sorts of rewards where you can be a guest yourself is one of them. Check out the links uh, via the link tree. You can find all the link in the show notes. And do please give us a review, give us a rating, give us whatever it is you give us wherever you get your podcast from. Perfectly done, Neil. Alice, as always, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Um, thank you very much for spending some more time with us. Well, thank you so much for inviting me back. It's always so much fun, even though we were talking about very, very sad things. I still yeah. thoroughly enjoy myself, and I can't wait for you to inevitably invite me back to do the top 10 Hamilton songs, oh, which will be a great episode. Wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> so, Neil, you need to watch it. Okay. Yeah, oh, my God. I mean, we might have to just do a two-hander, Alice, on that Yeah, one. maybe. We might have to, yeah. and, and we'll, we'll just let Neil have a night off. it would be very awkward if I, I watched it and then didn't like it, Didn't it? like really? it, yeah. So well, I liked when it yeah. ended. Uh... I'm not the biggest George Hamilton <laughs> fan, honestly. No, we know that now. We know. Yeah. <laughs> on that bombshell, as we say, thank you very much, everybody, for watching and listening. Thank you very much to Neil. Thank you very much, Alice. Um, and that's it. Just go and start the countdown. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.